Wanna show us something about the deep and rich legacy upon which the gospel is built? The Old Testament in the Bible is just as inspired as the red letters of the gospel in the New Testament. Be humble. This gospel that we proclaim, the reason that we've gathered together on a Friday, the origins of the crucifixion, go back millennia. This wisdom is centuries old. The word of the Lord is perfect and inspired. And so I want to show us how this passage from Isaiah has its roots in the Old Testament, has its roots in the inspired prophecies of God roughly eight centuries before Jesus was born. And I want us to see on the screen behind me ways in which this Old Testament prophecy is fulfilled in Mark, in Luke, in John, in Matthew, in Acts. This book of Isaiah is so vitally, vitally important. It's an Old Testament passage and it makes sense only in Jesus. It's an Old Testament book that was written eight centuries before Christ. And I want you to watch as the veracity of scripture is on display. Not in a fashion that is circular reasoning. It may be that we now find these two books in the same text sharing the same spine, but that's only because of the privileged time in which we live. These are two separate documents, Isaiah and the multiple cross references that you'll see on display. Are you ready to watch the word of God fulfilled? Listen to Isaiah, the prophet. I believe this passage rightly begins in chapter 52, verse 13. With all respect to the church fathers who decided it should begin where it does in Isaiah 53, I believe Isaiah 53 really begins a few verses prior. So that's where I'm going to start. Behold, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up and shall be exalted. As many were astonished at you, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind, so shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. For that which he has not been told, them they see. And that which they have not heard, they understand. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This is fulfilled in John 12, verse 38. So the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? John 12, 38 comes after Jesus has performed multiple miracles and healed multiple people. And there were multiple experts in the law that denied Jesus nonetheless. They refused to believe that Jesus is the Lord. But because they grew up through Beit Sefer and Beit Midrash and Beit Talmud and the rigorous ancient Hebrew educational system, they knew the prophet Isaiah. They knew Isaiah 52 and 53. And they recognized the fulfillment of that prophecy when they looked at Jesus. But some of them were cowards. Some of them were secretive about it. John 12 proves that Jesus fulfills Isaiah 53. But what's tragic is that many of the people who believed it was fulfilled were ashamed and embarrassed and scared. It says in the text of John 12 that they liked the praise of men better. 
They preferred to be accepted by their peers who also denied Jesus. And so even though they knew that he was a fulfillment of Isaiah 53, they were quiet about it. They were ashamed of it. They preferred the praise of man. So which will it be? Because I believe that same tragedy may be underway in the hearts of people in this room today. Is there anybody in this room who secretly believes in Jesus and you don't want to let it on to your coworkers? You don't want to let it be known on social media. You don't want your neighbors to find out. You don't want to talk about it around your family because you'd rather be accepted by others. See your reflection in John 12, that you likewise, you know that it's true. You know that Jesus is Lord. So which one's it gonna be? Whom will you forsake? The ones who cannot save you or the one who did? By whom will you stand? The ones who cannot save you or the one who did? Isaiah 53 was fulfilled in Jesus and in John 12, 38, many secretly believed. Look back at Isaiah 53 once again. For he grew up before him like a, like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. These are the only verses that actually describe the appearance of Jesus. We don't know really what Jesus looked like other than what Isaiah 52 and 53 prophesied about him, that he would be marred beyond human recognition and that he would not have anything about him that would make us desire him physically. There was nothing about him that was particularly attractive. Verse four, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. This prophecy is fulfilled in Matthew 8, verse 16 and 17. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Look back to Isaiah 53, verse five. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and by his wounds we are healed. Whom else could this possibly describe but Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Once led an Orthodox Jew to faith in Christ. And he said, the prophet Isaiah finally makes sense because of Jesus. It doesn't make sense without Jesus and it makes sense only through Jesus. He was pierced for our transgressions. Do you know that this, the spear entered the side of our Savior? This is also prophesied in Zechariah that they would look upon the one whom they've pierced. They drove a spear into the side of Jesus and from his side came a flow of blood and water indicating the rupture of the pericardial sac. Jesus dies of a broken heart right there on the cross, speared through his side. The original Hebrew word for speared, for pierced, is brutal. The cross was brutal because sin is serious. This is what the gospel cost. He, the sinless one, was pierced for those of us who have sin. It was not for his own sin that he was pierced, it was for mine. It was for yours. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and by his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We've all gone astray. Have you, have you, gone, have you gone astray? 
Have you left behind the calling that you know was on your life at one point? Can you be brutally honest and listen closely to what the Spirit is saying on your heart? With this ancient, ancient millennial old text as it comes to life and describes you right now, you know that your sin is wrong. Stop casting blame. Stop making excuses. Stop trying to polish your sin and just own it and confess it. Acknowledge it before the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit's conviction through. You know that your sin is wrong. You know that God has a standard. You know that you've fallen short of the glory of God. You know that it was for these very sins that he was pierced, that he was crushed, that our punishment was upon him. And by his wounds, we've been made clean. Today is the day that you come home. Today is the day that you come home. Today's the day of repentance from sin. So would you confess it before the Lord and abide in the beautiful comfort that comes from 1 John 1, 9, that he is faithful and just. If we confess our sins, he will forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Come home, come home, come home. Jesus' work upon the cross that we observe and commemorate each Good Friday atones for our sin. By his wounds, we may be healed. The cross and the gospel and the resurrection, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not a miscarriage of justice. The full punishment that God had in store for sin was delivered. It is not a case in which the incriminated gets off scotch-free. It's one in which Jesus pays upon himself the very full price of our sins. So the wrath of God is fully realized. It's not one big giant mulligan. It is grace whereby Jesus himself takes upon himself the full price of our sin. He took on our illnesses and bore our diseases. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Come back to the text. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. With his wounds we are healed. We like sheep gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Remember, it sounds like it was, it sounds like it's a poem written in memory of Jesus. It is not. It is a prophecy written centuries before Jesus. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that is before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. This is the very prophecy in Acts 8, verse 29 through 35, that the Ethiopian official was reading. And the Spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading was this, Isaiah 53, verses 7 and 8. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, Isaiah 53, 7 and 8, he told him the good news about Jesus. Do you see the beautiful bridge that connects every passage of the Old Testament to Jesus? There is a bridge that connects every Old Testament passage to Jesus. Philip met the Ethiopian official right where he was with this very expensive copy of Isaiah 53 and showed him it's about Jesus. Isaiah wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about Jesus. He was prophesying Jesus. It's foretelling Jesus. Now, 
Another verse, another passage is fulfilled in here. Go back to Isaiah 53, verse 8. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. Look now to Mark 14, verses 60 and 61. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But he remained silent and made no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed? Come back to Isaiah 53, verse seven and eight. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. Like a lamb before its shearers is silent. So he opens not his mouth. In this humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life was taken away from the earth. This passage is fulfilled as well in Mark 15, verses 3 and 5. Look at Mark 15. And the chief priest accused him of many things, and Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. What does this fulfill? Isaiah 53, verses 7 and 8. Like a sheep was led to the slaughter, like a lamb before its shears is silent, so he opens not his mouth. All of this, all of this beautifully depicts Jesus as the Lamb of God. He is the one who would be sacrificed on our behalf. This is why in John 1, 29, John the Baptist proclaimed the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. All of this foretold Jesus. All of the Old Testament foreshadowed Jesus. All of it was about Jesus all along. Look back to Isaiah 53. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, and they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, foretelling Joseph of Arimathea. You want to hear that story? Come back this weekend. Although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. This is what Peter was describing in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 22 to 25. He committed no sin. Neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on that tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Today is the day that you come home, sinner. Today is the day that you find freedom in Jesus Christ. Don't wander away anymore. He's the only one who can save you. He's the one who atoned on the cross. He's the one who took the spear. He's the one who was pierced. He's the one who was crushed. There's no one else. There's nothing else. There's nobody else who did this to save you. Nobody else is worthy to pay the full price. Nobody else could take the scroll in Revelation. Nobody else could take the pain of the cross but Jesus Christ. So believe upon him today and be saved. Isaiah 53 verse 10. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. That is good news. And he shall bear their iniquities. Does Jesus bear your iniquities today? Look at Luke 22, verse 37. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me, Jesus said. And he was numbered with the transgressors. For what is written about me has its fulfillment. Jesus said these words on Good Friday. Isaiah 53 foreshadows this day. 
Come back to the final verse of Isaiah 53. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Do you know what that means? Jesus prays for you. Here is the gospel of Jesus Christ, my friends. Jesus is the prophesied one. Isaiah 53 foretold of one who would be pierced for our transgressions. That is Jesus Christ. It foretells of one who would be pierced for our sins. That is Jesus Christ. And it foretells one who would be silent before his shearers like a lamb. That is Jesus Christ. It foretells one who would take upon himself the full punishment for our sin. That is Jesus Christ. And it foretells one who would intercede on behalf of transgressors like me and transgressors like you. Who is that? Say his name with me. Jesus Christ. Jesus is the fulfillment of Isaiah 53. Jesus and Jesus alone. Do you see the word of God alive? Do you see how deep the roots of the gospel grow. Be humble and step into this legacy as the Spirit invites you. He is the suffering servant. He took upon himself the full weight of our sin. He was pierced. He was crushed by his wounds. We may be healed. So place your faith in him. Pray with me now as the Spirit draws on your heart. Jesus, I believe that you are the prophesied one. I believe, Jesus, that you are the one who would be pierced for my transgressions. You are the one who was stricken for my sin, that you bore upon yourself on the cross the full weight of my iniquity. I believe in my heart and the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Highlands Community Church, would you say Jesus is Lord? Say it, Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Now God, let me be saved. Let me be saved. Let me be saved. Take away my sin. Take it away, God. You were pierced for it. I've been blessed through it. You were stricken by it. I share in your resurrection because of it. You paid the full prize. I'm an heir of grace because of it. Thank you, Jesus, the prophesied one. Isaiah 53 has its fulfillment, and its fulfillment is named Jesus. Amen. Amen. Just stand and worship more.